Welcome to a Myths and Men podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show, you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And we are the Myths and Men crew. Um, today, we're back at it. It's a beautiful Saturday morning like uh, one of us prefers to do. Um, yes, Saturday morning. <laughs> what a, what a Good great time t- to get up. Right, right. A great time to be alive. <laughs> Saturday morning. Yes. Um, right. You know, it wasn't as dysfunctional last night. My son was only up for about an hour in the middle of the night. So, you know, hey. You know, small steps to, to winning. Oh, in yeah. Life. Uh, so know. he's cooperating now. You know, somewhat, somewhat. Um, we are in the midst of a, I don't know, a firestorm, hailstorm, I don't know, some kind of storm, mailstorm. And yes. last episode, we kind of talked about people in their attempts to redefine what masculinity is um, by kind of tearing down men. And as we said last time, we said before, you don't have to tear down your sons in order to build up your daughters. And this week, we're kind of continuing on that thread. And we want to bring some 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 verbiage that's being thrown out there. We kind of want to see it end sooner than later. And so we're kind of talking about toxic masculinity and how that term in itself has become toxic. And it probably always was toxic. What do you think about that? The the, the term itself? Yeah, yes, yeah. I think that I think that it's often used to characterize men in general. And unfortunately, I think it's an, a, a form of uh, abuse, mm-hmm. uh, especially when when someone says, you know, you know, these young men or men in general have uh, are toxic. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of dare people to say that to um, their wives, you know, right. hey, you're being toxic today or or your parents, you know. Um, unfortunately, I think this terminology came uh, a long time came into the um, I, social psychology, mm-hmm. so the pop psychology realm a long time ago, and uh, it was used to describe codependency. It was used to describe uh, parenting styles that often did, you know, harm harm children, young children, as they were growing up into adulthood. Uh, but that someone somewhere along the way thought that it was a good idea to use it for men, mm. and I don't really hear it in the culture around women um, and femininity. So so it seems to be that it's a, a buzzword that's used um, too freely, I think, to actually harm men and, and the whole idea that we've got we've to reconstruct masculinity so that we can um, somehow take away the, the aggression of men or the the, you know, the bad behaviors of men. So we, you know, I think this is where it, it really, uh, boils down to is that when people think that a bad behavior is all about being a man, I think that's, that's the mistake there. I think that bad behavior can be male or female. It's just about, you know, how we, uh, behave, how we, how we act out. Um, and, and so it is an issue for me. Uh, because I think that it, it does a lot of harm to young men, especially because it's very confusing. 
Yeah, yeah. And if this is your first time listening, um, of Missing Men is a podcast we put together to kind of just use pop culture to use what's happening in our world currently to kind of look at maybe past present things of films, of of music, of of books, of literature, and kind of really just use that to kind of explain what's going on with men. And so what I wanted to kind of uh, do before we get started is just kind of let y'all know where we are in terms of what this episode is going to be. So we're going to look at toxic masculinity and kind of break down that term and what it's about and, and why it's problematic. We're going to look at Terry Crews. If you're unfamiliar with him, he is a African-American. Uh, he used to be an NFL player. Uh, he's currently an actor. And he spoke before Congress, I believe it was recently, um, talking about the Sexual Assault Survivors uh, Bill of Rights and where he describes his own sexual assault. And once we break that down we're going to talk about uh, another male's response 50 cent uh, he's a rapper and actor who kind of had a response to terry cruz then we're going to jump into more male positive language and then we're going to end things up with just talking about uh steps that you can uh go through if you are a man that's been a sexual uh that's been a victim of sexual assault and kind of like some steps that we've come up with that you can kind of use to kind of uh, be able to break the cycle that's happening in your life if you're having kind of negative consequences as a result of your sexual assault or really just being able to uh, open up and talk and, and get into conversation about how you can get the help that you need. Um, does that sound good, sir? Yes, it does. Okay, so let's jump into this this conversation about toxic masculinity um, versus bad behaviors or what that really means. Uh, give me I, give me some some kind of feedback on being male and, and, and being a man not being toxic. All right. Well, let's really think about the the whole terminology. I know we just had a little intro into it. Yes, so, um, you know, if I if I say toxic masculinity, what what does one think about? Mm. You know, it, you know, if I turned it around and said masculinity is toxic, mm-hmm. how would that change the 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 meaning of of that word and and that phrase? So, I think that. Some people in the social engineering world want to uh, state that masculinity itself has problems. And, you know, this comes down to a lot of the masculinity studies or gender studies that, that are, you know, being taught throughout um, universities in America, especially. And um, they're trying to break down this notion that uh, of the old patriarchal type of masculinity. And, and, you know, in some ways I agree. I mean, I, I definitely agree that some of the old ways of teaching men, uh, about how to be a man are outdated. Uh, they, they, they no longer are healthier, healthy. And I think that what we need to understand though, is that when you use this uh, phraseology, it's very confusing for young men. I, I've I've talked to young men who go to colleges, and they feel a, a huge discomfort. I remember speaking to one young man um, in a liberal arts college of all places, wow. um, where he felt that um, the the women in the in the school were uh, attempting to, I guess, empower themselves, which which is always a good idea. I think that you know women need to be empowered, um, but the way we, I think that what was happening in the school was that uh, the women were, uh, you know, almost uh, aggressive towards the men and and saying that the men had the problem and it was, you know, uh, it was because of the men and the and the way they behaved or, uh, uh, you know, that life was unfair. Basically, the the social strata in in our country and in 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 the world is unfair because it's male dominant, and you know, look. 
I understand that concept and I understand how um, male, you know, male dominance uh, in society can be a real serious problem. Yeah. But but I think that um, using that la- language and phraseology is just as toxic as, you know, the label itself. Um, you know, so uh, especially when we, we talk about how men are shamed and, and there's a lot of male shaming that's going on in, in the public today. Mm-hmm. And, and, and with good reason, I understand that there's bad, um, there are bad role models out there. There are role models that, um, you don't want your sons to live up to or, or look up to. They're in the media, they're in, um, Hollywood. And I, I get it. I think that it's so important that we call these men out and, and hold them accountable for their behaviors. But when you classify masculinity as a, um, a pathology, then what happens is that, um, you're really labeling all men as, you know, aggressive, violent, um, angry, um, uh, women hating, all these things that I think are really harmful if, if we're going to actually have good dialogue and good uh, positive uh, dialogue. We really need to have a different concept about um, uh, masculinity. And I don't see it as toxic. I see it. I see bad behaviors. You know, we can talk about um, healthy versus unhealthy. Mm-hmm. We can talk about good, good versus bad or mature versus immature, um, you know, male behavior. But I think it's it's so important that we 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 get away from just this overall generalized um, label and look specifically at what's what's the problem here. And if it's just bad behavior because young men or older men uh, haven't really been taught how to um, treat not only other people but themselves. Right. Um, I think that, you know, um, we, we could have some real dialogue here if we just looked at it as a behavioral problem that needs to be addressed. Yeah, and that's I think that's the brilliancy of this conversation and what you're saying. I, I don't know if I just made that word up or not, but it sounded funny. It's fun. a good word. All right, I like that. <laughs> it makes me feel good. Yes. yes. Um, is, is that it's, it's about education, right? It's about how we, uh, as men, raise other men. And it's not a overall problem because you said, like you said last time, and in the it is overall problem to some extent. But like you said last episode, when when you don't have um, well regulated men raising other well regulated men, you'll have these pockets of problems. Like you said last time, men by wholesale aren't going around trying to hit women over the head and drag them back to their caves and do all these different things that get seen as quote unquote toxic. Um, to the culture it's just that when you have some that have the loudest voice in a room sometimes the highest office of the land um and that becomes the loudest voice and that becomes what hits the press and what hits the media and things of that nature and then now all of a sudden it seems that every man everywhere is this person or that type of person you understand? you follow me on that right um, and so then that becomes the uh the image that's kind of like put out there as the main thing. So if you're trying to say, oh, well, this is toxic masculinity and this is what it looks like, and then you give the image of the person that you say is is toxic, you make it seem as if that person represents everyone. You know what I mean? It's like stereotyping on a grand scale, but the people that are losing are men who are supposed to be strong, who are supposed to be able to take it, and who are supposed to be able to kind of like uh, uh, adapt and roll with it, but you also do harm to men that aren't in that position because the, pe- the people that you're trying to attack probably aren't going to be phased by this. 
It's only right. going to kind of trickle down to the men that are like, yo, like, this isn't me. Like, why am I getting uh, uh, portrayed in this light? Like, this is not what I do. This is not how I react. And so whenever you try to maybe you uh, uh, approach a woman in a social environment, with, you know, with the, with the intentions of hitting on her or trying to get her phone number or trying to get to know her more, you become... Uh, a perpetrator as opposed to someone like, okay, well, what's the new rules on dating? You know, does that make sense? You follow yes, me on that? Yes, yeah, yes. I agree with you. I think that especially, you know, um, that young men get confused about this because most men just want to be good guys. They just want to be able to um, do the right thing. Um, you know, we talk, we've talked in the past about the hero's journey and that, you know, you know, most guys just want to be the hero. They want to, they want to do something good and they want to be good and they want to be perceived as, you know, uh, a, a good person. And I think when they get this message, especially that's coming through academia, the world of um, universities, and then in, um, social media that masculinity is toxic uh, then I think it it really harms them because they then they don't know how to act they don't know how right. to behave right, right? yeah and, and so the image there is 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 something that I think uh, we need to really respond to because if we understand that men aren't the problem mm. it's the behavior it's how we're how we're raised if I said women are the problem I mean I, I think we'd get a huge backlash here right and, and so. I think that it, there are better ways to deal with this, and it's important to start the the conversation in a healthy way towards a more male positive um, concept rather than this male pathology concept that right. that's going around. And we're gonna jump into the male positive language and kind of what, or just uh, that idea of what it means to be more male positive. But let's jump into the the Terry Crews situation. I think this yes. is a, a, a good pivot point because we've kind of got a basis of. of Toxic masculinity being a toxic term, um, recognizing that there's a difference between toxic masculinity uh, and bad behaviors. Like you don't have to say toxic masculinity in order to point out bad behaviors in men. Um, right. we're, we're trying to bring the point that bad behaviors need to be said that they're bad behaviors and not be a sweeping overarching uh, term and way of being that's applied to all men. Um, understanding healthy versus unhealthy, good versus bad mature versus immature behavior and how we as men need to be better fathers, uncles, brothers, uh, uh, mentors to uh, the men that are in our lives so that bad behavior can be addressed. Um, right. And it doesn't have to be addressed through the lens of like um, feminist agenda or anything like that or putting men down. It can just be, hey, man, let's just be better men. Uh, which means there needs to be a shift in the male culture, in some male culture, because male culture as a whole isn't bad, but where we see the the bad behaviors, men need to do a better job of speaking to that and making sure that we're educating other men in a, in a proper way. Right, exactly. Uh, so moving into Terry Crews and his interview, I think, again, before Congress um, and talking about uh, sexual assault and, and kind of wanting to get this sexual assault survivors bill of rights passed, um, we have an example here of a man um, in this particular case, an African-American man in this particular case, an African-American man who happens to be an ex-NFL player who's probably very capable of defending himself uh, right. once being assaulted. Um, we have a situation in which I believe, and this is just my take when looking at the uh, the footage of him speaking, is that he was finally able to, according to him, when he, he this started with him a couple years back when he went on this Twitter rant about being assaulted um, and basically finding the courage to speak out in the midst of this Me Too movement that was going on. 
uh, mm-hmm. to bring to the light the fact that men are sexually assaulted as well. Um, I applaud him for this for his courageous nature, especially when speaking out against Hollywood and speaking out someone who had a high power in Hollywood um, who assaulted him. And I, I, what's good about it is that it brings to the light that, yes, men do get sexually assaulted. What I thought was interesting, and I think that's a polite way of putting it about his speech, is that the language that he used, because he too used the idea of toxic masculinity. And what he was speaking towards was his father raising him to believe that men were superior to women, um, that women had a certain role that men didn't have, that it was okay to you know look at pornography and, and use women for their bodies, um, and to have two or three women, you know, and, you know, and, and things of that nature, right? Um, right. Which are which is bad behavior, right? That's not what being a man is. That's not what being a husband is. That's not what being a leader in your home is. Like those things aren't positive. Um, right. And so instead of having the language of saying these are bad male behaviors, he took on the moniker, if you will, of toxic masculinity. Which I think I can't say that he was coached by anybody. I can't say this was some you know feminist agenda. I can't say that this was something that uh, was done intentionally to tear down the fabric of maleness. But what I can say, this is why we're having this conversation because men we need to be able to have the words to express properly what has happened to us right Um, and i think again he was just trying to find a voice for what happened and which wasn't a problem but it's just the jargon in which that he was able to express his guilt um his shame um and kind of speak directly to what happened to him and how he felt about what happened to him and how he felt about how he perpetrated quote-unquote toxic masculinity uh could have been done in a way that was less demeaning to men and more on point to what he was actually trying to say does that does that make sense there yes absolutely i i think that you know first of all he he's he's courageous to speak out i mean a lot of a lot of men won't talk about it because Mm -hmm. They're they're afraid of being shamed over it. Um, But yes, I agree with you that, you know, he he needed to talk about it. But, you know, I I also when I listened to his testimony, was wondering, okay, who's giving him these talking points Mm -hmm. and um, why did he have to use the word toxic masculinity? And and again, it goes to understanding that uh, there's a certain agenda out there to break down masculinity and, you know, into masculinities mm-hmm. and, um, and then, you know, the, that these speaking points are, uh, you know, uh, are in the culture now that, um, I think is a, is very harmful. So yes, to your point, you know, he seems to be, um, you know, good on him for him for speaking out, mm-hmm. but I think the language and the terminology needs to be worked on for all men to really talk about these things. Yeah. And so what I did was, um, and I forgot to send you these notes, so walk with me through this. I'll try to walk slowly and articulate well. Um, okay. But I, I Googled some other articles about him and some other speeches that he gave and, and conversations, not speeches, but conversations he had with reporters and different media outlets. And when I was saying before, like trying to find words for what happened to him, uh, he talks about um, harassment. You know, um, he talks about what happened to him as abuse. He talks about uh, the language of assaults. And I think they're all positive. And he's saying that he's felt like women have been able to take care of themselves uh, to some extent. But men haven't been able to maybe hold other men accountable and or express themselves. Right. This kind of recapping what we're saying. And and again, I feel like in other venues and other places, he's been able to say the things like, hey, man. Men need to be accountable for the things they say. They need to be accountable for the things they do. Um, you, you need to change your belief systems. You need to change the way you view women. Um, it's, 
you know, you need to value your wife, you need to value your kids and kind of come up with that paradigm shift, which is exactly what we're saying. We need there needs to be a paradigm shift in culture, in male culture, in some times, in some spaces, in some areas so that this um, so we can have a proper um, I don't know, proper use of our masculinity, if that's not probably not the right word, but be able to um, love people well, love our neighbors well, love our children well, love our wives well, love our husbands well, uh, love our, um, yeah, just just love better, you know what I mean? Right, and right. So, and it's, it's funny because I wonder why when it became a time to be in front of Congress and in, in front of the world on this scale where it came to be... Um, his, his words came to be used in the way they were used. You know, the toxic ma- masculinity talk uh, I, being the buzzword that was thrown out. And I, and in my mind, I thought it was probably because there aren't enough men leading these conversations that can kind of put. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say there's not enough men leading the conversation, but I think there's not enough men thinking through the lens that we're talking about right now that can say, right. hey, let's just put proper language to this thing so that when it's addressed in a public forum, when it's addressed in something as, as serious as Congress, that we can put proper terms and not have to use these uh, overarching uh, sweeping terminologies that have become buzzwords, as you were saying right. before. Right. Um, and it, it's it, it's it's a thing where um, – Yes, we want male victims to speak out. Yes, we want these things to come to an end when it comes to uh, abusive powers and things of that nature. But again, I, I think I'm just kind of not necessarily beating a dead horse. But um, as we'll talk about later, we have to be very careful of how we characterize things and how we say things and how we put words and language to things. Because if they're not done right, if we don't take over that language, if we aren't the ones as men who are saying, hey, this is how we're going to categorize this stuff when we're speaking about these things. This is how we want to put uh, 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 words to express what's going on. Other people will lead that charge for us. And then we'll get to this place where we'll just have this to- this soup of words and, and, and ideologies thrown out that aren't beneficial to men. You know, I, I, I saw him um, as far as the interview mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I had a lot of empathy for him. I had a lot of, um, you know, compassion that, you know, he and, you know, I was I was really impressed with his courage. Mm-hmm. And I think that more men need to come out and speak out about these things. You know, we know that men have been sexually assaulted. Um, they just don't talk about it. And, you know, for him to come out. Um, I, I just think it was really incredible. And, and, for, uh, you know, I was surprised to see him in front of, um, this, this, uh, branch or, um, this, uh, uh, committee meeting in, in Congress. Um, and then when he started to use the word toxic masculinity, I started to get concerned because this is a pu- very public, um, interview, mm-hmm. um, and discussion around men and men's issues. And so, that's where I became really concerned about it because now you have a bigger audience listening to this, this terminology. And if he had just said, look, um, there's an old way of men being educated. It's an old style of male education. My father was a part of that old style male education. And we know now that that old style of medic, uh, male education is, is no longer uh, helpful. Um, and it's no longer um, a good thing. So, you know, we need to really dig into understanding a new style of uh, male education, more male positive education. If he had come out and said that and then disca- described it as, you know, 
bad behavior or immature behavior, unhealthy behavior, um, that would have been awesome. Um, mm-hmm. but he, he, you know, he, he got the talking points from someone. I, yeah. I'm really believing that. Um, you know, he said, uh, that, you know, uh, you know, he, he kind of exposed the whole idea of this sort of bad behavior and unhealthy behavior in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, um, and then, you know, as he had, um, publicized his, complaints about, uh, you know, this, um, this person, I think it was a producer mm-hmm. who had groped him, mm-hmm. you know, um, he said that many men started to come to him or, or, you know, um, send him messages that they, they were, uh, also, uh, victims of sexual assault. And, um, and, and, you know, there's, we, we really need to get the stats on this because male on male sexual assault does occur. And and, uh, and I've heard of it before, but we have to also understand that female on male sexual assault does occur as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, in that case, it's even more shameful, I think, mm-hmm. for for men to actually talk about it. And and you know, I think there is something that men do need to talk about here. And um, and he said that you know a lot of men resonated with what he had said. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, and I want to jump into this 50 cent piece in response to what Terry Crews said. But I have just my last little piece in terms of some other article that I found with Terry Crews. But he was being asked and I I think it goes back to your point, too. He was being asked in a report. um, The question was, is Hollywood a microcosm for how power is imbalanced in the rest of the world? So this is his response. He says, I believe that. It is in every field, in every business, in sports and politics. It's bipartisan. It's not Democratic. It's not Republican. It's not Russian. It's not American. It's not black. It's not white. Because I'm African-American man, I've been just as vocal about the abuses in my own community, the pimp culture, where guys are praised for having two or three girls. I've been to a rally for civil rights, and they will look at a woman and say, bitch, sit down. And you're like, wait a minute. This is civil rights here. When it's like, as a black man, I'm equal to a white man, but they don't believe that a man is equal to a woman. Self-defeating, mm-hmm. self-destructive. How are you going to get justice and you aren't even treating the women in your circle with justice? If you're a Democrat, you can't gloss over your own problems of the people of your party. If you're a Republican, you can't gloss over those problems in your own party. And he goes on to say some other stuff. And I say, I think he has some real powerful statements there. Um, yes. And I think part of the issue is he's saying like, yo, this isn't in this particular article. It's not black. It's not white. It's not Democratic. It's not Republican. It's not Russian. It's not American. It's the idea that there's a culture that exists that's not good. And even going to saying that he went to a civil rights rally and a woman spoke up and somebody said, bitch, sit down. Like how like ridiculous is that? Right? Isn't that shocking? That like, is crazy. Unbelievable, right? right? Like, what are you talking about right now? Right. Um, and so and then he throws in a part where it's self-defeating, it's self-destructive, which, which it is. Um, and then he has a piece that says that um, men don't believe that uh, that well, he, the way he said it was uh, they don't believe that a man is equal to a woman. But I think he should he should have probably said that the other way where they don't believe that woman is equal to a man because it can right. lead to confusion just in this. And, you know, he's in an interview, so I'm not berating him for that. But just the idea that, yes, because men don't feel that women are equal to them, they will do certain things, say certain things, act a certain way, behave a certain way, which all points back to bad behaviors, which all points back to an old style of education, which means you don't need to use a buzzword like toxic masculinity. You just need to call out this thing for what it is. Right. Absolutely. Right. And yeah. so, um, so jumping off of that and just kind of jumping into the 50 cents and I, and I'm inserting this into the conversation, um, as we talked about a pre-show, because I feel like this is a problem that again is bad behavior, right? Not toxic mm-hmm. masculinity. So you have men who shame men 
for coming out and saying I was sexually assaulted, right? Right. And so I don't use Fifty Cent as a like like uh, Curtis, his real name Curtis Jackson, as a example of what it means to be bright or what it means to be well rounded as a human being, what it means to be well regulated. Uh, he's definitely an unregulated man who has used his career. Um, as a means to bully people, uh, to bully, belittle people. He's done things like uh, sh- uh, uh, leak uh, what they call it, revenge porn now. That's the t- catchphrase, but like sexually explicit videos of of uh, uh, a rapper's, uh, another rapper he was beefing with, with his wife having sex with some other man. I don't even know how he got the footage. So he's, he's, not, he's not a man of character. How about that? Um, yeah. And so saying that off the top. So it's not like if this was Obama and he, he said something like this, like we'd be shocked. But... Right. The idea is that this thing exists. So 50 cents point. He he put on Instagram. He put a post up where uh, basically he said, let me make sure I got the. uh, Oh, uh, he put a photo which showed uh, um, Terry Crews probably with his shirt off or whatever. I haven't seen the the actual post um, because, you know, Terry Crews is a muscular guy. And the caption says, I got raped. My wife just watched. And that's in reference to him telling this Terry Crews telling the story of how he was groped at this party. And the reason why the guy groped him is he wanted to show him that he was in power. Yeah, you might be a strong black male, but I'm grabbing your your private parts right now at this party in front of all of these people. And I want you to know that I'm the man that's in power. Mm-hmm. And Terry Crews froze, thought about what he should do in that situation. And when it was over, he grabbed his wife and he left. And so that's why 50 Cent leaves this comment saying, I got raped and my wife just watched. And so, of course, he got roasted. He got flamed on social media. They said this is inappropriate, blah, blah, blah. He took the post down. Um, but it's just like... I just I don't understand how and I, again I, I as a black male I'm in I know I think differently than a lot of people and I try to do my best I don't um I don't subscribe to probably 99 percent of the belief system that uh Farrakhan uh, Louis Farrakhan has but one mm-hmm. of the things he said he's been intentional with his career about not uh tearing down other black men in public forums if mm-hmm. if he's had something to say to a black man uh that was in, in means of correction or uplifting or whatever the case may be that could be seen as negative he spoke to that person in private called the person on the phone got an audience with the person and, and had a conversation and so in this conversation it's kind of hard because i don't want to be guilty of tearing down another ma- black man for the purpose of maybe even making myself look better or whatever but i feel like this was just disrespectful man like there was no reason no 50 cent had they're not, clearly not friends with terry cruz clearly has no reason other than promoting himself and trying to make him feel better and, and make Terry Crews feel shame for, for coming out. There was no reason for him to do that. Like it wasn't even like, like Terry Crews is taking shots at 50 cents and he responded. He just out of the right. blue up and decided he had nothing better to do that morning than to make this statement. And of course it says things about him and his character, but I think it, it it's again sweeps the idea of bad behaviors and men needing to being uh, uh, create a culture for themselves where like he shouldn't even thought this was okay. Like if we had positive male culture, which we're about to jump into, right? This wouldn't have been something that would have happened. He would have said, "Hey, man, I support you. I appreciate you for saying what you're saying. We need to do more to make sure that this doesn't happen and doesn't happen more." Right? That that to me would have been an appropriate response. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that um, Fifty Cent, um, as I uh, understood it was really actually doing what a lot of men do who aren't initiated, who aren't, you know, in this mature male under, um, you know, mindset, mm-hmm. um, 
they 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 want to do the locker room thing yeah. and and the locker room thing is you know how how big's your penis and uh kind of shame the guy yeah and so he went after terry cruz and he shamed him and he attempted to uh basically belittle him and of course you know in the bigger scheme of things this is what happens uh, and this is the fear that most men have when they are sexually assaulted you know can they can they talk about it and and not be shamed even more so mm-hmm. um it's bad enough to be sexually a, a, assaulted it's a, it's a type of trauma and then you know uh if we're going to talk about it am i going to be um shamed you know he's a big guy muscular guy people would have said well why didn't you punch him in the face mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. you know and, and did all those things and and, and to terry cruz's um uh uh you know Credit, yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, to his credit, he didn't do that. Uh, he, I think, he behaved well, and um, it, it was appropriate for him to leave that that scene, and then, of course, then you know, file complaints or even a lawsuit. Yeah. Um, you know, in in the world of Hollywood and things like that, I guess that's you know the norm too. Yeah. But but, um, you know, when we when we look at Fifty Cent's behavior, this is that old style male education, mm-hmm. and. This is what I think a lot of people, um, you know, kind of uh, get upset about, especially maybe on the left. I hope on the right as well um, that, that, you know, there is an old style of education, male education that no longer is, is beneficial in our modern day and, and modern world. Um, we, we really need to change gears here and really understand that there's a there's a new way out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that because we've gotten. Uh, this toxic masculinity, you know, mascopathy, uh, you know, again, there, there's all kinds of writings on mascopathy, like masculinity plus pathology equals mm-hmm. ma- mascopathy. You know, um, I think we just want to demonize men overall rather than look at the positive, the new way of educating men. And I think that, you know, this is where, you know, um, we, you and I mm-hmm. have really made some efforts to say to men, you know, being a man is not a disease. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it sounds strange for me to say that. <laughs> but, and, you know, but and why do I have to say it that way? Right. But, you know, because of this social media and, and um, uh, these social engineers coming out to really uh, demonize masculinity, I think we have to say, you know, to guys, hey, it's it's OK. You know, you're you're not sick because you're a man yeah. and, and it's just, you know, it's just a weird thing we have to say to the, these guys just to help them to understand that, you know, they're not bad guys. Right. They, like I said in the beginning, everyone wants to just be a good guy most of the time, um, unless they've had a really rough life and then they don't really know they're just hurt on the inside, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and need the healing so that they can be a good guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy. And, and I'll wrap up with this. I, I, you mentioned like, um, why, why, you know, why didn't Terry Crews just punch the guy in the face? And that's kind of one of the things 50 Cent said. If that was me, uh, they would have took me out of there in handcuffs. You know what I mean? Type of comment. Like, you know, because, uh, because, you know, I'm, 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 I don't know if that means that makes me macho. I don't know if that makes, makes me tough. I don't know what, whatever. But like 50 Curtis Jackson's idea of, of Terry Crews freezing up in fear, one is false. 
um, that it wasn't fear. Terry Crews explains that I'm a black man in Hollywood, let alone I'm a black man. If I assault this guy, I'm going to jail and I'm going to fulfill a stereotype that's probably going to either get me blackballed out of Hollywood or it's going to create uh, prison time for me that I don't want, right? Right. So we're talking about maturity. We're talking about changing. He responded to a bad behavior with a good behavior and then gets ridiculed, right? That's problematic. Right. Um, and then... Um, yeah, 50 Cent basically saying, Curtis Jackson basically saying they would have had to take me to jail. And then uh, on top of that, when he was being interviewed, uh, a senator asked him, as a big, powerful man, why didn't he just push his attacker away? And he was like, like he, again, he's, he's before Congress trying to explain the situation. And this congressman still has... Um, uh, or I didn't say if it was a man or woman, just a senator, uh, still has the idea as a big, strong man, why didn't you just fight back? You know what I mean? Like still right. not even understanding this could be a man or a woman. I'm not sure who this was. Um, but, he, you know, and his response was, senator, as a black man in America, you only have a few shots at success. So he's like, I'm not going to ruin my opportunities in life uh, because I was provoked by violence because that ends up two ways, dead or in jail. Um, and so I think that, in in understanding this idea of, of, of what it means to kind of move past um, one language that's toxic, i.e. toxic masculinity and, and, and uh, uh, mascopathy. Um, did I say that right? Right. Um, yes. We have to get to a place where we understand, all right, then what's next? How do we as individuals uh, change the narrative? How do we uh, as men uh, take, not necessarily take back, but like change uh, the ideas and the mindset so that we can be more male positive and then uh, move into the direction of help and wholeness or whatever and step away from old male education. So give me some your thoughts on uh, in the time we have left with just male positive um, and, and what that means. Well, so I just want to preface that mm-hmm. um, or preface this with um, the New Male Studies uh, Journal. It's an international journal out there and it's um it is a male positive research journal it it doesn't have any political um uh, agenda it just wants to do the research and understand that um and it's a male studies uh uh journal it's not it's not a masculinity studies journal and i would ask guys to be very careful about doing anything with masculinity studies um so in the new new male studies journal they talk about male positive education mm-hmm. so it's so it's really male affirming that okay you're you're a guy and and most likely you want to do well in life you want to you you know live a good life you want to be a good person so let's set you up with some positive male image imagery and understanding that men have a a lot of um gifts and uh, power that they can use for the good mm-hmm. and and so uh, it's male affirming, definitely male affirming. And this is the, the new education part. The, so, you know, when we understand that fathers or uncles or grandparents or, you know, grandfathers or maybe a mentor um, needs to look at, uh, you know, when they're looking at their um, the younger males, that they, they need to project out um, male positive imagery for these men, things that young men can live up to. Right. Right. So so. Um, and the whole idea here is that it takes men to initiate, um, men. We, we can't get that initiation from our mothers. We need to get it from our fathers. And if, if our fathers are not there, then it's, it's a, um, it's a responsibility for men in the community Mm -hmm. to initiate young men into manhood. 
and, and really teach them the positive imagery that men can have and, and should have so that they do things with their lives that are positive and, and uplifting, not only to other men, but also to women in, in the community. So, um, so it sets up uh, the, this imagery with the initiated man. And, and today we won't go into a lot of that. I just wanted to, you know, understand that, that, that goes from boyhood to manhood. And there's this, um, there's these, um, developmental tasks that have to happen so that young men can feel confident as they're growing up into manhood. Um, and then it, it shows that particularly, I think the, the, the dominant theme here is that mature men behave with better integrity. They, mm-hmm. they, they have integrity. And, you know, I like to say, uh, especially in, when I'm working with men, integrity is, is doing the right thing when no one's looking. Right. And so, you know, we live with responsibility. We live, um, knowing that, you know, our character development and our self-esteem and our confidence comes from doing what is healthy and right in life. Mm-hmm. And so it's again, that, that positive image. And then, you know, like I said before, the emphasis is around positive role models mm-hmm. for boys and men in general. So that, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Um, and, and it's the, old style of educa- male education versus the, this new male education. And I think if we really talked in these terms um, that in the general public, we could get away from demonizing masculinity ma- men mm-hmm. and really help men and women understand what, what, it, what it's like to you know, raise boys and into you know, um, good men. Yeah. And on this specific topic of like sexual assault, Again, like the idea that's permeating culture is bad behavior, not toxic masculinity. It's people not being taught that you just can't. Oh, man, we, uh, this may be a conversation for another day. But did you see the article uh, where Bill Clinton was talking about Me Too? And he was saying, basically, you can't do what you used to be able to do to people against their will. Did you see that? <laughs> no. Okay. No. So, <laughs> oh, boy. Right. Oh, boy. Another topic. Bro, yeah, for another day. <laughs> but when I read that, I was like, what is the... I didn't read the article. I just read that piece. I was like, all right, I'm done. I, I had to tap out for the day. But, like, that's an idea. Like, if people are like, if your mindset is, oh, man, you just can't sexually assault people like you used to. What is this world coming to? Like, what in the world is happening? Like, right. what, what kind of bad education have you had, right? And so, uh, hopefully, I'm not taking that out of context because I didn't read the whole article. But the idea is that if, if this is what's permeating the culture, then we have to understand that sexual assault is not horseplay. Grabbing somebody's genitals when they don't ask for it, male or female, is not horseplay. That's assault, right? Um, making someone feel uncomfortable with sexual advances, that's not okay. That You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's assault, right? And so uh, yeah. all of these layers and all these different levels when we're talking about these specific subjects, we have to understand, again, listeners, you have to give voice to what's going on you have to uh, control the narrative you have to speak to this thing in such a way because if you don't somebody else will and if somebody else is controlling the narrative or speaking to the thing in a way that's not positive we're all going to be in that same boat going down with the ship um go i'm sorry go ahead no no that's good that that's it that's why we're here right exactly exactly we would love it if other men and and women would speak up and and really um particularly around this whole task toxic masculinity, uh, concept. It's just, you know, so harmful. It's, it, it, to me, it's abusive. 
And so, yes, we need people to control the narrative and to really talk about it in terms that are uplifting and helpful, not in tearing men down. Yeah. Oh, guys, this is heavy. So let's jump into um, kind of the the end point for us today. Um, We hope that you got just from the male positive situation that understanding that male affirming needs to happen. We got to affirm each other. We got to lift each other up. We got to create good role models. Men need to be initiated. Um, And we've talked about that on previous podcasts, Um, having more integrity and making sure that as men who have integrity, we are in spaces where we can be positive role models for boys and other men. So if if you have found yourself to be a victim of sexual assault um, as a man, we just want to offer some steps for you to kind of get the help that you need because it's crazy, man. Like we said before, men are sexual perpetrators. Women are sexual perpetrators. I, I've had too many sessions where guys are like, yeah, my first sexual encounter was with a woman who raped me. Right. Um, yeah. And and being, you know, whatever age that he's being coming to see me and that, that it has ranged from, you know, teenagers on up to grown adult men uh, in their middle ages. They don't speak up, had, didn't have a voice, didn't want to say anything because one it's supposed to be a badge of honor. You know, um, you know, especially if a woman is the pursuer and, and the woman uh, uh, comes on to you. But in no situation where it's assault, assault is assault. There's no badge of, of, of honor when you're assaulted. Um, and again, it doesn't matter if it's male or female. We have to uh, be able to overcome the negativity and the side effects that happen as men. And we don't get to put that off as, oh, that's just a part of being a man. Ha, ha, ha. This will make me a, a stronger man. No, it'll cause psychological damage if that assault goes unchecked and un, uh, unworked through, again, whether it's perpetrated by a man or female. So jump into some steps, sir, um, that you think. Give, give us the first of three that you think will help men understanding um how to overcome sexual assault. Well, we know that that men have the most difficulty with talking about a lot of things. And I think sexual assault is probably one of the most difficult things for men to talk about mm-hmm. because, you know, just like our example of Terry Crews and 50 Cent, um, you know, and, and what happened there, I think men fear being shamed all over again. Mm-hmm. But I would really, uh, if I were... Uh, a young man or a man who has been sexually assaulted or has a history of being uh, sexually assaulted, I think it's so important to find someone that will actually listen. Um, and you know, it doesn't have to be a family member. It could be, you know, just a friend who's willing to listen or someone that's not going to judge and just is going to have open ears and, and just, you know, allow you to talk about your uh, experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I have had like like you, you know, I've had guys tell me that their first sexual um, experience was, you know, um, uh, really did sound like assaults mm-hmm. um, in the sense that, you know, I, I, I've had guys tell me that they were sexually assaulted by women on the bus, mm-hmm. um, school bus, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, in, in school and around school. And then, of course, by older women. Mm-hmm. And and like like you said, you know, there's supposedly some some sort of badge of honor, but it really when when we feel assault it's mm-hmm. it changes our reality mm-hmm. it changes our sense of being and so this is a trauma and and it's really important for us to to get to talk about these things yeah. and so find a safe space find someone that will listen and you know begin to talk about these things and i want to interject something too that you just reminded me of when you were speaking man like i've 
it's just maybe I'm just overindulging in 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 news and information, but and and just in the well of the lives of my my clients, like I've 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 seen some things recently recently come out about um, like football players and sexual assault that happens in a locker room growing up playing football, high school, college, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've heard a lot of things. I have people in my life, friends and family members, who say, "Yo, I have a, I have a a friend who said I will shoot my son in the knee." to keep him from going to the military because of the amount of sexual assaults that happened to men. She, right. she told me that it's so many times where you feel like, or you get reported that women, women, women are being assaulted. But she's telling me over and over again, men get abused sexually in the military by the droves, right? Mm-hmm. And what ha- what speaks to me is that sometimes this stuff gets, it gets uh, swept under the rug as hazing. It gets swept under the rug as as uh, well rites of passage. It gets swept under the rug as as camaraderie. But this isn't camaraderie. This is assault. You know what I mean? Like like I think some guys don't even understand and recognize when they have been assaulted because it gets covered up as some kind of initiation process. You know, it gets it, it gets it's it's about power. It's about men abusing their power. Sometimes women, but it's about you being in this locker room, you being in the service, you being with these guys, and people taking advantage of you. One because maybe they're your superior. Or maybe they're, you know, a senior and you're a freshman or whatever the case may be, but that's not okay. And I don't right. and, and what I'm trying to say is like, man, we have to even recognize when we've been assaulted because sometimes we don't. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that comes to the next point of like putting your pain on paper, right? The, right. the second stage or first stage, depending on how you are and where, you know where you are with, with this uh, sexual assault situation, is that sometimes we might have to write this down. Sometimes mm-hmm. we may have to get these things out of our head and onto paper so that we can really sit and digest it, create a Venn diagram, create a spider graph, create a, a, a thought bubble, you know, whatever that needs to happen on paper so you can actually see what has happened. So you can actually not necessarily re-experience that because we'll talk about that in the next step, but really just be able to articulate things well enough so that you can understand was this traumatic was this sexual assault was this mutual was this something that i wanted was this something that i didn't want as a means of processing this thing you know it goes in conjunction with talking to somebody but make sure that man like don't pass this off as something that was just some ha ha he he no this was really something that you were violated right um, and really get this down on paper really process it and really think through it and work through it so you can give language and words um to your pain putting your pain on paper absolutely i think that's so important that um guys are able to first articulate what they've what they experienced and sometimes writing it out helps to uh, bring out the feelings and bring out the experience now i i will say this if it's too traumatic Mm -hmm. stop writing yes yes. and and then and then go talk to someone especially Mm -hmm. a professional and maybe that's our last point here is that you know uh, sometimes this stuff is so traumatic and so difficult that we really need to talk to uh, a professional therapist. And mm-hmm. and and so I would really encourage um, you, the listeners out there, if if you've been sexually assaulted, and you know this is what it looks like in some ways. Um, you know, we we may have flashbacks to those mm-hmm. uh, those experiences. Just you know, they hit us one day and. And, and they come back and, and we may feel a certain way and then we push it down again and, and we try to ignore it and, and then, uh, you know, then we'll have a dream about it or or we'll have these weird feelings that, you know, people don't understand me or people mm-hmm. um, don't value me. Yeah. And these things these things come out of that trauma, that wound that men have when they're sexually assaulted. So it's so important to not just suffer alone. Mm-hmm. And that's that's, I guess, what we're really trying to communicate here is that. 
you know, it, it's more common than most men want to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so don't, I, I would ask the listeners to not feel like you're alone. You know, try to get, get with people who understand this. And, um, and if you can't find anyone in, in your circles of friends or whatever, uh, then go to a therapist and, and begin to really work on this stuff. It, it affects behavior. And so maybe in some cases we see, uh, victims becoming perpetrators. Mm-hmm. And, um, so this is really important for, for men to really work on. Um, I've seen too much, too, too many men suffer with, uh, this alone. And I think that's something we don't want to have anyone suffer with. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, um, and maybe ladies, if you're listening too, but this is heavy. I mean, this is real serious stuff. And our goal in this conversation is to help change the narrative uh, for guys that have suffered sexual assault, but also change the language and put a uh, a correct, just a, a guiding light uh, 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 of how to, one, speak to what's going on in, in culture and in society, transform the lens of toxic masculinity into, into what it actually is, which is bad behavior um, and uninitiated men. Um, we want to cut down the misleading and confusing language that 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 shames men further um, and help men understand that we can be victims and we can be shamed and we can be belittled and it can tear us down. Um, it can put us in a bad headspace. It can make us uh, bad husbands, bad boyfriends, lovers, bad uh, fathers, bad uncles. Um, and we want to reverse that trajectory. We want to change that and we want to help men one, create language that's healthy, um, and two, we want to take charge and lead um, when necessary kind of the conversation so that um, the whoever may have an agenda out there uh, can't monopolize this and make this something that it isn't. I was trying to be real politically correct when I made that statement. Right. Um, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I think you did well there. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, but it's, I mean, this is serious stuff, man. Um, and we really hope if you're listening, um, if you're in the Atlanta area, please come talk to us. Come set up, set up, set up an, uh, an appointment with us. We don't want you to work through this thing alone. We don't want you out there um, being hurt and hurting others. We want you to be able to uh, understand what has happened to you and be able to move past it, move through it, get on. Not necessarily get on with your life, but be able to be healthy. Um, and if you're wounded, our goal is to help men um, just, just be healthy and whole. Uh, and that's what we dedicate our time to. Yes, absolutely. And if you were by chance triggered by this program, I would just encourage you to talk to someone about it. Yeah. Um, you know, do some self care. Uh, sometimes if you, if you just, you don't, you can't talk to someone in, in the moment, then, you know, do something, um, compassionate and loving towards yourself so that you feel better. And, um, and then, you know, plan on seeing someone or talking to a therapist. For sure. Um, we, we didn't get into it. We'll maybe save this for another day, but we did want to help men understand that. And, and if women, if you're listening, women can shame men. And it's, right. a, it's a group effort that we all need to kind of uh, engage in to make sure that power dynamic doesn't get shifted just so that those that were not in power, once they become in power, can inflict the same pain on those uh, that once inflicted pain on them. Um, if that makes sense. Did I say that correctly? Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And it will be a show. I think we need to talk sure. about it. For sure. Definitely. Um, again, we just appreciate y'all time. Share this, like this, 
Um, tell a friend about the program. Feel free to leave us comments. Email us. Uh, let us know what's going on, man. We want to be a part of your life, and we definitely want to get some feedback to know how this is impacting you. Um, any final thoughts, sir? No, I just I just think that you know this is something that we need to continue to talk about, and I think guys, if you're out there, stay tuned, and and we're going to talk a, l- a lot more about this topic because I think that we need to all uh, have have better thoughts and, and a, a better uh, understanding of what what's really happening here in the world of men and the and men's issues. So please stay tuned and and share us with your friends and and so that we can actually uh, you know help other people. All right. Sounds good. Well, I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this has been another episode of Of Myths and Men. Thank you for listening to Of Myths and Men podcast. If you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our contact phone number is 770-674-0553. You can also reach us via email at contact at ofmythsandmen.com. That's contact at O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Our web address is ofmythsandmen.com. And again, that's spelled O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Thank you for listening.